Alright everybody, welcome to the second episode of No Rogue Fired, brand new podcast series here on the Rogue Bings podcasting feed. As I said in the last episode, it's not really a weekly thing, it just depends on when I can get my, depends where me and my guests can really get together and you know, uh, sort out uh, our availability. I got some good feedback on the, the Nathan episode, so um, I'm glad that people seem to enjoy the first episode and give me confidence for this episode and the uh, subsequent episodes that we got planned. And for the second episode, I have a man here who, I'm not just saying this because he's the guest this week, but I, I say this because I genuinely mean it, in the last six months has become one of my favourite people to do podcasting with. He is the behind-the-scenes puppet master, if you believe Nathan's description, of Rogue Opinions secretly. Maybe we'll delve into that as we get into it. It's the one and only Carl Pierce. Hello, yeah, and you'll find £50 in your bank account as we speak. <laughs> oh, you, you drive a hard bargain. <laughs> but yeah, I'm very well. How are you, Scott? I'm doing good. You, how are you feeling today? You know, I know it's uh, we were talking before, it's a, it's a hot time in the UK, hotter than we're used to. Yeah, I mean, today has actually felt in um, where I, in my part of the world, a lot cooler than it has been. So it's not been too bad. But because of all the traffic coming past, I've had to shut all my windows so we're not um, interfering with the podcast. So I'll just sit in my flat sweating to death. So don't, <laughs> don't worry about me. Yeah, it was either that, ladies and gentlemen, or. Make it have it sound like uh, Carl's coming to you from the set of the new bloody Fast and Furious. The way it was sounding with the, everything going by, Seriously, they they waited till he was uh, to do a bit of podcast, and then every car seemed to be going down his road all exact same fucking time. It is a bit of a boy racer haven, Whitchurch, where I live. So yeah, you do get <laughs> the the big exhausts and bump valves and all that going on. Carl, I'm glad, glad you're here. I'm looking forward to getting into. Uh, this episode and getting to let the people know a bit more about you. Uh, to start off, I want to address something here. Now, we made a joke about it uh, regularly, like most of the people on the podcast, uh, and you yourself, you've joined in, clearly so you won't cry, uh, of the fact that you are also the oldest, probably the oldest member of the, the group uh, here at Rogue Opinions. And Given a lot of the stuff that goes on here at Rogue Opinions, I must ask, given that you're older than uh, the most of us, shouldn't you, shouldn't you be old enough to know better not to associate with a bunch of pricks like us? <laughs> that That is a, a very good and valid question, but uh, I think most people know that I'd say 90% of men never really grow up. <laughs> <laughs> and you like, you like, keep me young. That's how I stay young. Yes, you know, I know it's going to run and go. I, I almost didn't want to join in on it. I like, I was like, oh, okay, I think we're playing on a bit. I'm taking it a bit far with the whole Carl's old thing. And then and then you started joining in uh, again, so you probably wouldn't cry. I thought, ah, oh, fuck it. If he's joining, I'm going to join in. <laughs> you know what they say? If you can't beat them, join them. <laughs> uh, if you can't laugh at yourself, who can you laugh at? Liam, probably. Yeah, but yeah, just, just so we're on record, I'm, I'm only 41, everybody. I'm not I'm not ancient, ancient, but when you're padding with a bunch of uh, 24-year-olds and around about that age, you, you do start feeling a little bit old at times, I can't lie. I mean, like, and you went and heard Carl's reaction when he 
when he heard Le- Reen was going on, how young he was, fucking hell, I thought he was going to have a stroke. <laughs> yeah, he's not. Um, it's not. It's not that he's young enough to be my son or anything. <laughs> well, and well, I don't know, girl. Were, were you a frequent visitor of Ireland back in your your youth? What did you get up to? No, actually, I've never been to Ireland, which uh, is a bit bad because um, my grandfather was from uh, Northern Ireland, so uh, I perhaps should go there one of these days. Fair enough. That, that was not the response I was expecting to get from Michael. <laughs> <laughs> There you go, there's maybe a connection yet. But even like being older than I was well, I know it becomes a bit of a joke, but it's it's still good to like well, I think it's one of the good things about Rogue Things is that you've got these guys who by all rights should not be uh speaking to each other, but we all seem to come together with, with at least one thing that we have in common, whether it be football, wrestling or in our case, you know, the Mandalorian or other things or our shared love of the Godfather. The greatest human of us all. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And because genuinely, I was not expecting this to become a thing with the God Valley. I remember, I don't remember God Valley being much of a, a Reflect one that much. So just the fact that we recorded that episode of Smackdown when Broke Factor came back, and then no matter where after, and we've seen two Godfather wins, I think we just, we made an off one joke and we just, we built, we built a whole gimmick on it and. <laughs> You can't go back now. The, the two match undefeated streak. <laughs> yeah, you can't go back now. We've built, we've built a whole podcast around it and everything. It's good. Some of the best things are built on jokes and banter. And you know, <laughs> yeah. this man got away with being a pimp on live TV for Christ's sake. So uh, he's my hero. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, and he still looks that good at, at sixty year old. I mean, he's an inspiration to us all. I know, yeah. I mean, I, people often uh, mistake me for being in my thirties, so hopefully, I'll still look younger than I am when I get to sixty. Well, it depends. Are you also indulging in the in the the medical cannabis world? As a guy, I'm sure you gave some great tips to help keep you youthful. Uh, I I'm most certainly am not, no. Although <laughs> uh, you just immediately shot that down as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, off off the record, it might be a different answer. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I, I definitely don't. Don't do drugs, kids. He's <laughs> got to remain, you've got to send a good message out there for the kids. I mean, I work. I work for a well-known charity, so you know I've got to send out the right, the right messages. Oh, well, let's talk about that a little bit because I don't, because I'm not really familiar with what you're you're going to do outside of the, the podcast. Because I know you've done like uh, writing before, like, like you you did a lot of writing. I think you mentioned it before while we were setting up this. This, uh, this well, I was going to say this interview. Well, take it as an interview, but. You were that time you were briefly writing for ITR, and like so, I, I've seen you've also done some writing work. But what do you, what, what, what would you, what was your main job kind of outside of rogue opinions? Well, to be honest, I've never really written professionally at all. The, the, the ITR thing, which we'll get to in a minute, was all just pure sort of luck and happenstance, really. Um, basically, um, my, my main job for 21 years was working for a uh, like a, a country and farmers uh, sh- shop, uh, <laughs> we sort of um, 
supplied cattle feed, horse feed, farming equipment. Um, we went into more for street people as well. So we started selling um, pet food and, and other various trinkets. Gardening was another thing they sort of ventured into. So, yeah, I did that for a long time. Yeah. And now you said you're doing, like, the charity work. Yeah, when that went to an end, I started volunteering at a, a local charity shop to get something else on the CV and just to keep work, keep myself busy while I was looking for another job. And uh, I basically got offered a, an assistant manager's role at the charity shop I was working with. And I've been there for the last three years. Oh, okay. but, I didn't know that. Yeah, but writing's sort of been more, more of a hobby than, than anything else. So did you, when like, at any point like in your education did you never like uh, study anything related to journalism or anything like that uh no not really uh just the normal english gcses and yes before anyone laughs it was it was still gcses <laughs> and i was at school it wasn't no i didn't do o levels damn it <laughs> I was, gonna, and, uh, I was gonna ask how was your 11 plus exam <laughs> and i did uh, gmvq business studies for a year before uh, seeking out proper work. See, that's what you can say next time when the when the when the younger boys they pick on you for your age. You can just say yes, but I've got more qualifications than most of you do. I have a business <laughs> degree, damn it. <laughs> but but that uh, surprises me when, in terms of like the writing side, because yeah, like oh, we'll mention we'll the IT stuff, but I've read a lot, some of your stuff on the uh, Rogue Opinions uh, WordPress site. I think you and, and Anthony are the kind of the main contributors to that. I've put the odd article there, here and there, but everything. But it's mainly you guys that are keeping that uh, going. And while uh, a lot of stuff is to do with sport, which I'm not, I wouldn't usually follow. I still make sure look at it whenever there's a new one up. And uh, your stuff is very well written, so it's, it's amazing to me that you you sit, you're on here saying it's pretty much a hobby just to you. Yeah, thanks for thanks for saying that. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's anything marvelous. I kind of um, felt a bit sort of out of my depth when I was trying to write stories for the ITR website. Um, one of the reasons I kind of left there after a short period of time, and there's a bunch of other reasons, but I don't know if we're ready to get to that that phase just yet. But yeah, I don't think I'm anything marvelous, but uh, I guess I'm not too bad. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I studied journalism, and I still don't anything like, well, I still things like question the quality of my writing. So you, so for you to come on here and just have the conversation, oh, it's just a hobby for me. I mean, I, I envy that a little bit. <laughs> And, I mean, I've read some of the stuff you've you put you put on that um, site, and that's the, the SmackDown one, and I thought that was pretty good. And I always find Anthony's and Sam's stuff. I always I always think everyone else's is better than me, to be honest. But I think we're always our own worst critics, aren't we? To yeah. to be to be fair. Yeah, I I, I find that more than than most. I, I definitely would agree with that statement. But uh, do you want to? Briefly talk about ITR now, or do you want to come back to that? Perhaps we'll come back to that, so we're doing things <laughs> sort of chronologically, if, if that's all right with you, but it's yeah, your it's show. Fine. Yeah, it's fine. I just, I, I just like to think, like, to, if, if something comes up that I was going to get to later, sometimes I'll mention it, keep the thing flowing, but uh, it's, I'm fine to talk about some other things, because I'll, I'll plenty of other stuff I can uh, talk about. But 
regards to to rope break because that's going to come up for both people at one point in this in their discussions. Except for Sam and Rian, I'll be refreshing not to have to talk about that because they're like, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. But I I have vague memories of you kind of being. I don't think you and I really had that much interaction uh, there. But what was what was your role there? Were you more in the writing side or were you doing kind of uh, like podcasting one? Well, I was more on the uh, the writing side. Uh, I never really fancied doing podcasts, and might sound strange now because I seem to be on every other podcast that Rogue Opinions does just lately. But uh, yeah, it was mostly writing. I was sort of there when we kind of set Rick Break up. There was um, 10, 12 of us, maybe. Ben recruited us all to this thing called, I think it was Too Sweet. Um, which Liam was also working on in some capacity or another at the time as well. So you can imagine that wasn't, you know, you can imagine how bad that must have been. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I mean, I remember you mentioned like his involvement, and you know, it made me look forward to doing his episode like even more than I already do because uh, hearing Liam talk at times on podcast, I mean, I was expecting you know my my interview with him was going to be like some sort of fucking psychological expose or like. Why are you the way you are? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Do you really want to go down that road? <laughs> uh, I don't, I'm not entirely sure I do. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so um, Ben and Liam weren't happy about this too sweet was going. So there's him, so Liam, Ben, uh, myself, uh, I, I'm going to leave someone out. I can't remember if it was it, but Reece Saunders was part of it from the very beginning. Scott Robinson was. Uh, Sean Campbell was. Um, there were a few others, but uh, Rahul, I think, was, to be honest. Um, if he wasn't, he came in um, very soon after. Um, and there were, there were a couple of others, but... Uh, Unfortunately, I have to apologise. They they'll know who they are, and if you are listening, mm-hmm. I apologise that I've I forgot your names. But we all decided to set up our own magazine. Someone came up with a few names. Either Reese or Sean Campbell came up with um, Rope Break. It's debatable who it was. They both claim it was their idea. I can't fully remember now, but I know we voted on on that called it Rope Break, and we decided to do an online digital magazine. This is before even ITR launched their sort of uh, magazine, which is actually a, a physical copy, to be fair. But uh, but yeah, um, it was quite cool. We, you know, I got um, put on the right-hand side of things. I, I was getting into New Japan Pro Wrestling at the time, so I volunteered to write a thing on Wrestle Kingdom because it was around that time. The first issue was going to be released um, sort of a, towards the end of January, I think. So we decided to include like Wrestle Kingdom and a few other bits in there. So you mentioned Sean's name. Uh, that's a name I've not thought about in quite a while because I didn't do much with him. I think he, you and him also did Doctor Who and everything like that. I think Ian Ham did we did two podcasts that I can remember. I think maybe we did one with Reese, the Forgotten Class of Champions pod that somehow despite seeing what it was recording throughout the whole two hours, never actually saved. So uh and it was a very underwhelming pay per view at the time, so I remember thinking like I'm not fucking recording that again. But <laughs> but we'd celebrated so me and Sean had to watch an episode of WCW Nitro from two thousand where 
or so won the title. And then it was me, him, and I believe you that we did that wrestling of the decades when we were about to start 2020 and everything. Yeah, that was a fun one. But yeah, it, it sort of work schedule changed. And uh, I think he does have uh, some personal issues now and then. So he, he does sort of, he always sort of comes in comes and goes a little bit but yeah he's sort of done with us for the time being i think but yes i quite enjoyed doing the doctor who stuff with him to be fair yeah i mean i didn't have anything like against him because i like i said i had very minimal like interaction in terms of doing podcasts and with him uh but i think other than the huge about wrestling i don't think me he and i were into a lot of the same things so like i'm not saying that as in like oh fuck, do you remember that guy i forgot all about him it's just because he hadn't been like kind of around in a little while and things kind of well one thing's going to move quite fast and plus the last year or so has affected all my my measurements of time so even though that podcast me and him did we recorded it in december thinking oh the last decade's been great what, what's 2020 and it'll be onwards gonna uh hold and if we truly knew we probably would have been so optimistic yeah, 20, 2020 for obvious reasons turned out to be a strange year, and I, I think I've lost all sense of time regarding the last eighteen months or so. To be honest, it's all all a bit of a blur. How have you have you been dealing with kind of the fact? Because I know, like with us here, we've got the the podcast and seems to arrange that. You know that can help like take your minds off of things. And I know like. Like we keep hearing stuff about stuff opening up again, lockdowns, ending restrictions, and all that. And I asked this to Nathan, and he said, you know, he was moving in his girlfriend, so he seemed to have a have an easier time in lockdown than uh, than most. But I think it varies for a lot of people. So, how, how would you describe how you've kind of like tried to cope with lockdown over the last year? I think I've coped quite well. I think, in a way, I'm lucky it's happened at this age now in my forties, rather than sort of early twenties, because. You know, all my wanting to go out and getting hammered every night, that's all sort of behind me now. So um, I don't feel like I'm missing out on that sort of stuff because I've already been and done it. So, you know, I've just kept myself occupied watching Disney Plus. I mean, they picked an ace time to launch in the <laughs> UK, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and in March, just as the pandemic was hitting, so and they must have got a slew of subscribers uh, to that. Um, Netflix, Amazon Prime, PlayStation Four. I mean, that's the poor PlayStation must not know what happened to it. Bless it. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I mean, because I remember, like you said, Disney Plus was a big thing, especially in the first few months of the lockdown uh, for me as well, because. Mandalorian, I finally, I could have watched it through some uh, illegal means when it could have been around the US for a while I already seen the images of, of Baby Yoda and everything, but I waited till Disney Plus here and foolishly thinking it would be like Netflix where it would all be there and then had to adjust for a little while to the whole weekly thing, like, what, you want me to watch week to week, like some primitive? Yeah! But, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dare you, but uh, well, also at the same time, I think I retreated into my childhood because you had a lot of the old cartoons like X-Men, Spider-Man, and they're like, yes, nostalgia, don't think about the outside world, just delve into the cartoons. Yeah, I did as well, because uh, how old would I have been? About 
twelve. I think it's very early nineties. So I'd have been twelve when they originally sort of broadcast here in the UK. The Spider-Man and X-Men cartoons. So I quite happily watched them um, for nostalgic. And also Spider-Man and his amazing friends with Iceman and Firestar because that's very nostalgic for me because that was sort of about when I was like five or six and I haven't seen it since. So you know we're talking like thirty odd years since I'd watched that program. <laughs> Yeah, I remember the time one particularly like that. I was a Fox kid, kids uh, child uh, back in the day, and all my favorite programs would be on there. Mainly that and Power Rangers were on those kids at the time. And so I always remember that Spider Man and, and the intro. I mean, watching it back as a, as a an adult, I noticed that the anime never has the animation gone from being so good to looking so shit and such and just between two <laughs> shots. Like whenever it shows the shots in between buildings of the, the city of New York in between the buildings. It looks like the crappiest computer-generated shit you've ever seen. But then the actual characters, it shows actual characters themselves that it looks great. So, you know, that's the 90s for you. Yeah, probably like a budget thing as well, isn't it? Just uh, <laughs> do it as cheap and quickly as you can. But it, it they house up surprisingly well. And they're, they're, some of the episodes are surprisingly mature as well, really, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, like, I don't watch as much X-Men as... Uh, as I talk to, but I'm, I'm, I've been looking, trying to get her into that because you know I've not even watched the the latest like X Men Dark Phoenix or whatever it was called. You know that's on Disney Plus, but I'm, I'm interested again to watch back like the animated version of it. Uh, yeah, apparently you you don't want to watch Dark Phoenix. It's not very good from what I've heard. I'm trying to remember if I watched it because it was on Disney Plus. If I watched it, or if I'm just remembering clips I've seen. That's how bad it is. I might have watched it and I can't even really remember. I mean, I loved uh, First Class and Days of Future Past, but I'm surprised I made it through without walking out of fucking the X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah, one of the best villains and they completely completely messed it up. <laughs> this has slowly turned into what I thought we'd probably discuss on Pond ain't easy, but I'm trying to think where we were. Oh yeah, lockdown. <laughs> this is what it's done to us. It's up to our attention spans and all. Uh, but somebody, you, you talked about like Liam and Reese kind of being there quite early on, and uh, it's interesting that you say it was called like Too Sweet Mining because Jason said that he remembered it being under like a different name but couldn't remember what the name was. And then so Liam and Reese probably would have been the first members of like the group that we have now that you would have met. How, how did you kind of feel about them? Like, did you chat a lot to them outside of the, the podcast, outside of like Rope Break? Not massively back then, and Liam was like—I think he was like still in college. So he was—he was almost like a silent partner. Partner Ben was more running the show, and Liam seemed to flit mm-hmm. in and out here and there. And um, yeah, he was—he uh, seemed quite normal back in those days as well, bizarrely. <laughs> I know. I mean, Reese. Uh, Liam now compared to when I first talked to him on a road break podcast we did uh, before me at 35 like it's just like amazing the difference between the two but that's how he loves you and to make you think he's normal at first (laughs) yeah I mean I definitely did talk to Reese now and again but not not as not super frequently we'd have like these weird gift battles every now and again on the (laughs) ITR page when that was uh, you know a fun and decent page to visit and yeah (laughs) He's, you know, I've always found him a laugh and I've always got got on with him and um, yeah so anyway yeah we, so we set up the Rope Break magazine we got the first one published um, digitally 
And I, I feel it really well. I've, I can't remember who did the graphics, all the graphics and that now, but, you know, he, he did such a good job. Um, if you go onto my Instagram, um, um, search far back on Twitter, you can sort of see, like, uh, a, a, a piece I, I uh, screenshotted of a Shayna Baszler article I did um, for our second issue which was one of my favourite things I've ever wrote. And um, I, I screenshotted it so I could post it on uh, Twitter just to, uh, just to show people what we were doing and get the magazine a bit more attention. And I actually got a like from Shana Baszler herself, which was uh, really cool. Nice. Nice. <laughs> like, obviously... World Break was exclusively obviously wrestling based, given the, like, the name of it, and mm. uh, obviously since then, Rogue Opinions a lot of us have been able to do it stuff outside of wrestling. But uh, let's talk about uh, your kind of memories of wrestling, like some of your early memories. I kind of to take a little detour because I know you would have probably watched started watching a different team from us. So when, when would you say you started watching? It would have been like early nineties, somewhere like that. Yeah, very early 90s, maybe late 80s. My, my oldest memories are um, sort of World of Sports, Dying Days, basically. Uh, I think pretty much most of the most of the big stars had sort of retired or gone by that point. I mean, it's only, you know, it's very young, it's only vague, vague memories, but I, that's, that's what I can sort of remember. Um, and then the most sort of vivid memories are when WCW started airing on ITV way back in the early 90s again. Well, I think we talked about 91, maybe 92. Rough guess. Something's that long ago. I find it hard to recall exactly. But you had the likes of um, Stone Stone Cold was there. Actually, it might a bit, yeah. Like late 92 going into 93 because it wasn't that long before Ric Flair was making a comeback after being in WWF because I can I can remember I can remember that so yeah and yeah stunning Steve Austin um he was never gonna make it was he <laughs> I don't know <laughs> um yeah the the late recently passed um great Mr. Wonderful Paul Undorf was there ravishing Ravishing Rick Rude, another late great uh, wrestler. He was he was there, so that's when I first really got a proper look at the you know proper American characters and the way you know the, it was so much. Even back then, it was so much better produced, um, put together than uh, the, the British scene was. Uh, probably one of the reasons it faded and died. It it didn't really sort of update itself. Mm. Yeah. Because I, cause I, I would, I guess, get there on these because I regularly remember, you know, doing a podcast one time where I, I was, I plugged kind of a, a podcast me and Paul were doing on my other show about, like, I think it was SummerSlam and I made a couple of jokes about the Lex Express and you, you seemed very, like, like you, you seemed like you didn't really have fun memories. I like, oh, I had to live through that time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, Vince, Vince decided to suddenly turn. The narcissist sucks Luger to a he's a baby face now and booked him on this flipping buzz door to try and get him over. And then uh, 
but they had the match at SummerSlam and he didn't even win the title after all this. I think he might have got he might have got over if he'd have won the title at SummerSlam. But for some reason, I don't know if that was always the plan and try and get the big win at WrestleMania or Vince had one of his trademark change of minds. But I think I think that's I think that's what um fucked him more than anything. And the fact that you know Bret Hart was so over as well, and perhaps because they were fed up of um, the the likes of Hogan and Warrior, who couldn't really wrestle. A lot of the fans that were left, you know, quite like the idea of having a world champion who could actually put together a decent wrestling match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a kind of a case of he's a face now. Why? Because America, damn it. <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> much. The best way you can probably describe it. Uh, did you have any periods kind of where you kind of fell off wrestling? Because I know a lot of people do have that moments where they fall kind of in and out of it. Uh, did you have that as kind of you got older? Yeah, around two thousand three, I started falling out of wrestling. Um, all my favourites had gone by then. Um, Bret Hart had obviously retired due to the the Goldberg kick and he might have had a stroke about around those sort of that sort of time as well. I'm not too sure. Uh Austin had retired, Rock had gone into making movies. And then, you know, we were left with Fruity Pebble Man. <laughs> um <laughs> I, I I can tolerate him now, I must admit. I've got a bit more time and respect for John John Cena nowadays. Um but back then, you know, when 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 you've gone from Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock to John Cena, it, it just wasn't it just wasn't for me. And when would you have kind of gotten back at it? So you leave, you kind of drop off in two thousand and three, which two thousand three is a weird year because I think it's got one of the best like WrestleManias like ever in nineteen. And the first half, it's great. And then you get to the second half, and everything falls off the rails. you got Vince fighting The Undertaker in Buried Alive matches. you got Kane with soot on his face. And then you got Stephanie fighting Stable, or, and then fighting her old dad. And so that's why it really falls off the rails in late 03, so I can get why you probably would have dropped off. But when would you have came back? Well, I came, I, I, I came back to watch WrestleMania 20, so I thought that would be a big... A big, you know, a big event because it's the you know the twentieth WrestleMania. So I came back and watched that. I really enjoyed that, but I I didn't watch anything else after that for a for a while. And then I came back uh, again very fleetingly in two thousand and um, I think it was two thousand four. Just before um, Eddie Guerrero passed away, I was sort of getting into his sort of. Was it 2004, 2005? Yeah, remember 05 was when he'd be doing the thing with Ray and other Dominics. So. Yeah, that that was it. Yeah, because I remember the I remember SummerSlam. Um, I remember that SummerSlam. Did that have uh, Hogan and Michaels? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was intrigued about them wrestling each other. Because I used to remember back in the Attitude Era, them two sort of not so thinly veiled taking pop shots at each other in their promos for um, either company, as Shawn Michaels called himself, the icon that could still go. And, uh, you know, that's a, a knock on 
Hogan, who was wasn't even really that old, was only about 45, 46, but I think his knees and back were pretty much shot by then. Who knew dropping a leg drop for 20 odd years would uh, bollocks you up? <laughs> I know, right? But yeah, so that intrigued me that they'd have, have that match, and then you had the whole Shawn Michaels overselling Malarkey, and yeah, the the, the ladder match, the Dominic on a what was it? Custody of Dominic match. That mm-hmm. was it. And Eddie having a hissy fit because his wife was late for a spot or something. <laughs> so uh, I watched. I watched again up until uh, Eddie passed away, basically, and then I kind of fell off again because I found him the most entertaining person there at that time, and uh, kind of lost interest about him being there, to be honest. And so it's like you had done some wrestling. Uh, it was obviously got down to wrestling, also pre rope break and everything. You were involved in that stuff. We did, you and I have done quite a bit of wrestling on here, but over the last, I'd say, what, fair to say, like, at least in the last year or so, you've kind of done less and less kind of wrestling related stuff. Because, uh, like, me and I did, like, WrestleMania TakeOver because, like, we we're kind of, we had a shortage of people who were able to early and just didn't doing it. And we was like, well, we can't not do TakeOver and WrestleMania. You know, it's WrestleMania weekend and everything. So like, how how is how is your feelings kind of on wrestling? Are you desire to like talk about wrestling really changed since the start of World Opinions? It has waned a little bit. I mean, uh, just to get back on track a little bit again. I, I got back into wrestling properly uh, again in 2012 because Brock Lesnar came back. I was always a big fan of his, and I just, I wanted to see what he was doing again. So I started watching uh, the big pay per views. So I watched. Um, I think Summer, I watched the Summer Slam where he, he faced Triple H. Mm-hmm. And, and I watched the WrestleMania. And then 2013, I got back into it really, really properly. I found ITR, found that podcast, found a community of fellow wrestling fans because none of my real life friends like wrestling. So it was nice to have people to talk about it again. Uh, you, got, you had the whole Daniel Bryan. Going for the you know going for the titles at WrestleMania, so that's sort of where my interest sort of peaked again. Um, the last sort of twelve months or so, maybe even longer than that, kind of yeah, gradually lost more interest in it. The way W you know the way WWE book, and um, I probably would have got a bit bored. A little bit soon. I started watching New Japan. I got quite. I got a bit more interested when Becky started to get over again. So I really like that character. Uh, I really like what she was doing. Um, but they've just booked everything so badly nowadays, don't they? And I kind of want to get into AEW a bit more, but I'm not paying the extra on fight. And ITV just can't seem to schedule it properly you never know what it's going to be on so it's a it's a pain in the ass to to watch in the uk unfortunately yeah because i remember it like other unless i'm like watching it with somebody who i can split it with i don't watch AEW just by myself like the pay-per-views and until i like the next day because i can find free streams of it but i remember when revolution happened i'd been out most of the day with my brother and a few friends like who hadn't seen in ages celebrating rangers winning one of the first championships in ages and getting to 55 and so I came back drunk thinking fuck it I'll pay the money for for fighting so the only reason I bought Revolution was because I was pissed (laughs) and of course there was uh, 
NWA Power, which I really got into, because um, we podcasted that um, pay-per-view they did, didn't we? But the, yeah. the less said about that and Zicky Dice, the <laughs> better. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I thought that went plumbingly for me. <laughs> yeah, it did, didn't it? Um, was it Ricky Starks who won it in the end? Yeah, and then he buggered off, and then the Zick Dames, he lost it to Zicky Dice and then buggered off to AEW. <laughs> He's done really well for himself, to be fair. Um, quite a lot of uh, the NWA stars have ended up I've ended up there. Surprisingly, they still managed to keep going, really. But yeah, I've lost a little bit of interest in that one now as well. Maybe if it hadn't, maybe if they hadn't had to shut down because of the pandemic and they kept most of their stars, I, I might have carried on watching it because, yeah, the likes of Thunder Rosa, I mean, I think that was probably the best match on that paper. What was it called? I'm trying to think what that pay per view was called now. I just can't remember. But she had that fantastic match with Alison Kay, didn't she? It was an awesome match. Yeah, I think it was Hard Times it was called. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah, because I remember uh, Billy Krogan doing that Hard Times sort of theme, didn't they? And then it was like, it's a bit slow. I'm not going to use this when I was editing it, so I just looked in the boss man's old theme. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame me. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, we, we both put bets on who we thought would win the television title tournament, which sat in, and I went with uh, Zicky Dice, who went out in the first flipping round of if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. yeah, because yeah, uh, I think he uh, he was up against one of the uh, mystery opponent spots, and I think it was uh, Dan Moff or something like that who just big beast of a man who just destroyed the poor fella. <laughs> but they were doing so much booking and storytelling around him. I thought you know he's destined to win, but that was obviously a red herring. Yeah, I think I told uh, talked about this at the time, but I remember. Starks and Sigmund fought Tim Storm, whose first round opponent just legit, I don't think, showed up, so he just got a bye. And so I thought they were going to have the first Tim Storm, like, as the veteran beat Starks. And I thought, like, oh, well, he's already progressed further than they. Uh, I thought, well, I would, I would suck if Starks didn't win the tournament. But, you know, I technically already won, given that he got further than Sigmund. <laughs> so I'll, I'll end up all pressure, pressure was off at that point. Yeah, I was just relaxing. Ah, oh, well, feet up, watch the rest of the show. <laughs> Because if because uh, if, if Ricky Starks had lost his first round match, then I don't know what the fuck we would have done to break that time. I think we both had, would have had to join Nathan for Ready to Rumble. Probably, yeah. Or um, I don't know. We could have done who lasted the longest because I think they had did they have ten minute time limits at that point until the final. I think it was in six or so minutes. I think there was a reason mm. for it. I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, that was a that was a fun time because. Uh, uh, I'll, 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 I will get really sun. I'm going to talk about it a little bit, but I'll talk, I'll talk about going from Rogue Pines to uh, going from Rogue Bay to Rogue Pines. Uh, do you remember when Nathan kind of came on board, or if you guys talked a lot uh, during the rope break days? Yeah, we we did. Um, he sort of got um, a put on because uh, Ben broke everything down into all these different group chats and that, so he got put more into that. I think it was maybe podcasting or sort of interneting mm-hmm. um, technical sort of part because we did set up a website which I posted a few things on there. I think I did a, a review for one of the um, uh, an NXT review and it was still an hour long show and um, Finn Martin actually liked one of those mm-hmm. those things I posted uh, on that and um, 
I, I swear down when he was reviewing NXT um, one time with Saunders, uh, it sounded like he was reading from my scripts. <laughs> not saying that's what happened, because that's a big edit, but I kept thinking, this sounds a lot like what I was writing. It's weird that he would like this. And then... <laughs> but... Uh, just thought you said it back, it was a, it was a one-hour show, like... Even though it wasn't that long ago, I'm just like, Jesus, now you're going back. <laughs> I know, yeah. I think it was a lot better when it was a one-hour show. But yeah, um, he, he sort of started commenting on a few things. I'm liking the commenting on a few things I used to post on ITL. So I used to post on that quite regularly and, um, until fairly recently. I just don't find it as, as enjoyable to interact on there. There's a lot more... Um, People like to stir up the shit, shall we say, on there. So I don't go on it as much as I used to. And we both discovered we were both Man United fans as well. So I think <laughs> that was a, the main thing we sort of formed a bit of connection on. Yeah. So as I say, me and Nathan, as I say, me and Nathan discovered we were both Man United fans. So um, we started talking. Uh, talking on Facebook, DMing each other a little bit about Man United, and then that talk turned into complaints about some of the others um, on rope breaks. Um, ben recruited quite a lot of people. Um, at first, they put out some good stuff, and then it was like, what are these people actually doing? <laughs> um, we were meant we were doing a third magazine. Uh, well, I think which was meant for Black History Month, so we're going to concentrate a fair bit. Uh, was it Black History Month or was that another one? I think it was combined with that and WrestleMania. I know there's a fair bit on uh, some black performers, there's a fair bit on WrestleMania. And a lot of people were meant to be writing their articles for that, didn't write it, and I ended up having to write about four or five articles and a week before it's meant to go up because loads of stuff hadn't been done and this um just sort of cut up a little bit and then after wrestlemania um a certain blue-haired wrestler went on hiatus and <laughs> that seemed to upset a certain band who's and he seemed to his interest in the magazine and rope break seemed to wane a bit and it was all turned into a lot of arguments and discussions and nothing ever seemed to progress and then they had a big falling out with um reese um scott uh jess who came on board and that was my idea to bring her on board um which tends to get overlooked a lot um who else was there? Lee, I think Liam was part of that as well. So even he, even though he was sort of like Ben's second in command, they all left and informed that um, the I think it was the, the NWO part they they did, didn't they? Um, so you'll have to. I don't know too much about that. You'll have to ask when you get round to Reese and Liam on, on that one. Uh, so me and Nathan started talking. I was like, "Look, you, you you can do all the editing. I can do some <laughs> writing. We can perhaps convince some other people to come on board." You're quite, you know, he was saying, you know, he's quite paddy with you, you yourself and Jimmy. He he seems to think he could convince you to join us. Uh, and I was like, "Well, why would they join us when <laughs> we haven't really got anything going yet?" Um, 
And then Rahul was getting disillusioned as well. Nathan said, oh, yeah, I talked to Rahul a lot. He, he's got some ideas. So uh, we, we sort of created a freeway chat. We started talking. And we basically agreed to leave Rope Break and set up our own thing. Uh, the three of us, perhaps, yeah, I, I, I perhaps sort of planted the seeds and sort of pushed for it a bit more. But it was, uh, yeah, it was certainly the sort of three of us that really got it, came together and really got it started. Um, Nathan had a holiday in Australia, so we sort of put everyone on hey haters for a month. And then when Nathan came back, we sort of got the ball rolling a little bit and called us decided to call ourselves i think it was nathan's idea uh rogue opinions but uh, a bit of an admin error we actually spelled it rouge opinions for uh two weeks and that's why I, if you've ever wondered um our, re- our email address is rouge opinions because i'd set that up before we realized we'd spelled it wrong all for nathan and rahul i mean rahul's like a, a proper journalist and stuff and maybe he didn't notice the mistake straight away i mean i mean i, I didn't know the difference well i still get very uncertain whenever i type the word rogue into anything now <laughs> since then just for the off chance that it might be rouge <laughs> But uh, my perception of the word. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's really weird how um, yeah it took us about a fortnight to to realise. But there you go. But yeah, and uh, again, I was going to mainly concentrate on writing, but um, Nathan had ideas of setting up this um, quite elaborate website for us to use, but. Uh, you know, he was quite busy with a new job and that, so that so he didn't have a lot of time to do that. Rahul was my friend about doing a podcast. So I was like, "Oh, go on then, well, bloody do a, we'll do money in the let's review money in the bank." Um, and yeah, we we did money in the bank. Uh, I think me and Rahul wasn't too bad. We had a bit of chemistry there, and I quite enjoyed it. So I'm not looked back, and quite enjoyed doing podcasts ever since. Like you said earlier, you didn't really have much uh, of an interest in really getting involved in the podcast and say, what, what, what was it about it? Did you not feel confident in it or something like that? Or was there another reason for it? Well, just like everybody who has their own voice played back, you think, Christ, is that <laughs> what I sound like? I sound horrendous. Who's going to want to listen to me? So that was pretty much the main reason. Um, I, I, I just didn't know if I'd have the flair or... Uh, charisma to be a, a good podcaster i didn't want to come across as someone like really bland mm-hmm. you know i totally get you know uh, i still feel weird about hearing my own voice back i mean i've dealt with that a little bit more than uh, i used to feel about it but I still it's something i can if i can avoid it i, I definitely will try to avoid uh, hearing my own voice like and yeah one of the first podcasts that goes up as the is the when we you and Rahul doing my life. Also one of the first ones that goes up is you and me doing Double or Nothing 2019, the very first AEW pay-per-view. And I don't know if you remember doing this, but I remember, like I said, like I think I, I heard that you were far away, but I think because you were in the writing side, I was in the podcasting side. Uh, we hadn't had much interaction. Uh, and so I didn't know. I felt very uncomfortable uh, ahead of time. And I think I... 
I think I underestimated how much more about this than me you might know about like a lot of the indie people that or Japanese people that were involved. And so I think you were hosting it, but then we were both basically like, Oh yeah, I think I know this guy who who did this on day where he used for he usually wrestles here in the Indies or whatever, but I think it took us until a couple of pods later to develop our, our chemistry that everybody can hear now on a semi-weekly basis with pod name easy. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I was the same as well, and I was, uh, don't mean to take offence, but he's got quite a thick Scottish accent there. Am I going to struggle to understand him? That could be embarrassing. And Yeah, I I don't know a lot of the indie wrestlers, so that was a little bit of a worry. But I had been watching New Japan recently, so luckily I did know a fair few that had come uh, or had, you know been wrestling there. But yeah, you you, you had a more a much bigger understanding and know of um, a lot of the indie, a lot of the smaller sort of indie wrestler types. Uh, I haven't been introduced to. I've always been quite mainstream with my taste. I haven't watched uh, a whole lot of indie stuff, to be honest. Yeah, well, if you want to come in and call me a hipster, just go in and say, don't dance around the subjects. See how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think it was I was fairly nervous because. You know, I hadn't done much with Rope Break. I'd only done, like, I could hear it on one hand, the Met Podcast I actually done for them. But I was kind of nervous about this being a new thing. Uh, so I think I just kind of let you take the lead on it, which is why I think you hosted that one. Uh, but I think by the time we did the next couple, we developed a bit of a country because then we did NXT 25 and Dominion that year. And we made a joke about, like, we were going to do Super Showdown or whatever Saudi Arabia show was. Like, we'd much rather do this uh, and everything. <laughs> And for a, a while, I think at least for a good eight, eight to ten months, maybe I don't know if it's, I don't know if I want to say the full like first year, but we kind of became the non-main roster wrestling guys. It's like it seemed to be Nathan and Jimmy, and occasionally me like joining them, doing like the main like product stuff. But you and me seem to be doing NXT, but AEW did NWA, and to be honest with you, given how up and down the main roster booking can be, it kind of worked out well. I think you and I got the better part of that deal. Yeah, definitely, and I really, that's what I mean, I really enjoyed AEW and all that when it first started up, and again, I was really into the uh, New Japan, I, I tried to watch it during the pandemic era when they started back up again, but without the fans and a lot of their biggest um, sort of international stars were missing because they couldn't fly over it, it lost some of its luster, um, and because I've signed up to various other different streaming services like now, like um, Disney Plus, etc., certain things have to go. Unfortunately, I can't subscribe. I uh, because yeah, I, I I live in the fl- a flat on my own, so I've got rent mm-hmm. to pay, bills, so I can only subscribe to so many different things. Unfortunately, I have to I have to do have to budget myself quite carefully. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. I mean, I don't know how you found out, but I remember Jimmy and Ethan did that summer slam like fantasy booking pod, and I was listening to it on the bus way back from the city centre of Glasgow. And at the end, they were plugging, oh yeah, Scott and Carl are doing a, are covering, are going to cover takeover Toronto thing with summer slam weekend 2019. I'm like, huh, they like they don't know it yet, and that's how I found out we were doing it. I don't know how they, how you were told about it. 
yeah, I, I, I can't honestly remember now, to be honest. Uh, barely remember what I did yesterday, though, nowadays. <laughs> but yeah, just just as our listeners are clear, it was quite it was quite soon after we set up that you and um, Jimmy came came aboard, and, and I didn't know a lot about Jimmy, but I knew mm. you had your podcast before uh, Scott and Paul's Rambling podcast. So I remember listening to one you did an interview with um, Finn Martin just to bring him up again, which uh, I really enjoyed. And I was like, oh, Christ, if we, you know, if we can get these two guys on board, that's, that's going to be a big bonus for our sort of fledgling um, <laughs> podcast and and what have you. So, um, yeah, it, you know, and I wasn't sure how long it would last and how many people would want to come on board. But then Reese asked to come on board. Anthony asked to come on board. Um we had Sean for a little while. Reese brought Liam in. I'll never forgive him for that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we got him to blame for that. And most recently, Sam and Rain. So, um, yeah, I, I think we've got a good little, um, yeah, a good, good little uh, community or staff, if you want to call it. Not like when we were trying to do rope break and there's about 50 people. Uh, 40 of them doing absolutely F all. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It seems like the people who did the most at Rope Break are either on this show or at the Undisputed Wrestling Podcast. Yes, <laughs> yes. Ah, yes, they were there as well. Callum, I'm pretty sure, was there at the beginning as well. I'm not too sure about Ian. I think he came in later. James might have been, but Callum definitely was. Yeah, I think I did. One of the last podcasts I did was me and Callum doing a show for uh, Money in the Bank 2019. So that's how close of a gap the crossover was almost like we did a podcast for Money in the Bank at Rope Break and then came over here. But me and Callum had never spoke. We had no chemistry. It was awkward as hell. I don't know if he'll... I think I'm pretty sure he's probably forgotten all about it as well. I don't, I've never asked him about it whenever I've been on their show. But I think, I think it, from what I can tell, the guys kind of took over the, the podcast and of it after most of us left. And then after got sick of just basically being forced to do it by themselves, I thought, fuck it, we'll go do our own thing and, you know, more more power get to them. And it's a little bit mad that Finn Martin interview. I'm still, maybe I'll talk about that more when I eventually do my own episode of this show, but I'm still in awe that I, I even got that to happen at all. <laughs> because we were fucking, we were nobodies when I, when I managed to score that. Uh, I, I think I'd done that, I'd done a little bit of ESSR uh, by that point as well. And so for the first few months of, of Roger Pines doing the podcast, I'm occasionally giving the odd tip to Nathan about using Anchor and everything like, and stuff like that and trying to like figure out a schedule and everything. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but I've managed to pick up the odd things. So it might seem like I know what I'm talking about, but trust me, I'm not coming. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I'm just giving you a suggestion. No, no, it was uh, all more welcome. I think it's been been pretty good since we've been on Anchor. To be honest, it's all gone swimmingly. We're on, you know, you can find us on Apple and Podbean and several other different platforms, and it's all sort of done for us by Anchor. I think so. It's it's uh, yeah, really good because I think the one we were with, we're having to pay to be part of as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. I think Podomatic, I did, I used that for the first two months of Scott and Paul Rowland podcast because I think ITR was, was on there. Oh, that is so shit. Yeah, is. I think it got to a point where like it was fine for three months, but then I'd use them for a certain amount of quick storage and then they started wanting to charge me. I thought, fuck it, so I just moved all the files over to Anchor. 
Yeah, it's. Um, it, well, I think we've we've gone from uh, strength to strength, and so um, I think it's helped keep me, uh, as well as the PlayStation films, it's helped me get through the pandemic. Having you guys to talk to yourselves, um, Liam and Reese, when we did, were doing the football pod and everything, it's because you might have to be isolating, as in you can't physically be with some people, but at least, you know, you can talk to people, the, you know, the, through the interweb. I mean, imagine if we'd have had this pandemic without the flipping internet, it would have been, it would have been a lot more difficult, I think. Yeah, well, imagine, not just not having internet, but imagine trying to have a, a, the Skype era and like the dial-up internet kind of era, right? Oh, God. Than <laughs> <laughs> there'd, be no, there'd be no Zoom calls or anything like that back in the 90s. Yeah, but, uh, but I got a couple more questions before we kind of start to wrap things up. Uh, we, we've mentioned it already, but I think we should come back around to the ITR thing because I know you thought about like not want to be part of the community like page or that much anymore, or you're, like you don't post on it anymore. But uh, it would have been through that page that you would have also like, found out about them getting writers for the the website. And was this a was this actually a paid writing position, or was this one of those uh, oh we'll pay you an experience? Yeah, basically it was a voluntary thing only. Uh, they made that quite clear, which is which is fine. Uh, I sent that piece of my work to Shana, the Shana Baszler piece actually, um, just to see if I'd get anything back. I wasn't really expecting to get anything back, but I did. Um, Dante Richardson got back to me. He's also written under James Dixon the, the Titan series, Titans. Screwed and Titans sinking and all and and all that. I think it's some. Uh, I don't know some of the titles anyway. I might have got a bit muddled up. Um, he said, "Yeah, we'd like to have you on board." And it was basically we didn't know what it was at that point. But they were basically setting up a a sort of news website, something to to rival the likes. Well, not to rival the likes, but with alongside the fightful select and stuff to. To sort of report and and break news, and um, it it was wasn't really wasn't really my cup of tea to be honest. They, they sort of wanted you to write in a in a certain way, um, everything had to be formatted in a certain way, keep to so many words, paragraph it like this. Make sure you stick a picture in a specific place. Um, I, it, it's sort of, um, yeah, it, maybe I got found out a little bit. And also, I, I like I like to sort of, I put it like this, you, you wouldn't tell Leonardo da Vinci how to paint. And I got to see writing as sort of my art. I like to sort of write freely um, and, you know, not being told, how, how to write and construct a paragraph or a sentence, and yeah, it just it just wasn't for me. And a lot of my stuff was getting quite heavily edited for what I thought was stupid reasons. So uh, I just told them I was after about six weeks. I just told them oh, I'm going to have to leave. It's just not for me, and they're fine by it. And I've got no ill will to anybody. It, it just just wasn't really my cup of tea. Yeah, that's fine. Fair enough. Like, I, I, I give you like 
I've written for a few places that all have their own like ways of doing things, and sometimes it's hard to make them do it. If you want to be able to have like the freedom, then I don't think to be get an issue. Yeah, I mean, I was hoping it would sort of get me noticed, but how are you going to notice somebody if my if everything I write is exactly the same as everything someone else is writing? You know, you got four or five different writings, but writers, people have got to write in the same way about getting any of your sort of own personality and that across into it. So it, it wasn't what I was looking forward to do. Yeah, so I, I, you know. I prefer just writing in my own way for rogue opinions, even if far less people get to read it. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, sometimes it doesn't matter how many people know it. If you're happy with that creatively, then that's fair enough. Because uh, I remember, I have a vague memory of you kind of sharing some of your stuff in the group chat when I the time you were on it, but I kind of, because I think you said you were only there for a bit six or so weeks. I think I kind of forgot about it until you you brought it up in the lead up to us like setting this up, and I thought, oh, you talk about that a little bit because I don't, I'd almost forgotten that that had happened. Yeah, I did a couple of art. I did an article on uh, Naomi's. Um, the reason why Naomi wasn't wrestled in, she had some sort of. I can't remember exactly what it was now. It's just I had some operation out of the blue. Uh, for some for something, um, which put her on the sidelines for a bit. Then I just I did an article on Randy Orton's clothing range, which he did, which he's done himself with his him and his wife, which he called Sliver. Nothing to do with WWE at all. That's a their sort of own range. It's quite cool stuff actually. If it wasn't so dear, I'd be tempted to buy some. Mm-hmm. Um, and various different, you know. Little news articles on on stuff like that. I did one on Carmella being revealed as the sort of mystery, glamorous person on SmackDown. If you can remember those little vignettes mm-hmm. of uh, you never saw a face, and they were teasing who this this glamorous uh, female superstar could be. So I did a thing on that. I did I did a little article on Bret Hart when he, he broke a story of Fightful about um, pitching idea to bring a cat to the ring. Um apparently that, that that did some of their best hits for that weekend. And that was one of the things that got least edited as well. Perhaps they thought it was a bit of a stupid one, but we'll let Carl do it. Um for some reason I mean Bret Hart and Cats, I suppose. What's <laughs> <laughs> what's not to love about that? And um yeah, I think that was one of the last things I think one of the last things I did was Undertaker appearing on um Oh, what was that? That American talk show host. Um, he does like a Halloween special thing for him. Uh, uh, Jimmy, can we, can we That's it. Like that? That's it. That's it. One of them. And, and I, I did a nice little thing on that. And I, I tried to make it relevant um, to his appearance on Survivor Series as well. But it got completely edited. All the Survivor Series stuff, for some reason, got taken out and uh, yeah I just thought oh, bollocks to this <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, so before I wrap up uh, obviously since the start of Rogue Opinions obviously you've got to do stuff like the opinions are strange stuff with, with Nathan that was a brief thing you've got to do stuff on, on Doctor Who to Star Wars to even Bloody Bake Off and everything so how 
Were you looking forward to when we started with things about getting to uh, talk about some stuff that wasn't wrestling related and uh, like how have you enjoyed kind of like some of the different topics you've got to talk about here so far? Yeah, I've really enjoyed everything we've done, and it was great. That's another re- another reason me and Nathan and Raul wanted to go around May as well, because Rope Break, as by the name, was strictly wrestling, and we wanted them, even though we started off with wrestling, we wanted to be able to move away and do whatever we wanted. That's why we came up with the name Rogue Opinions. We wanted something that didn't tie us to anything in particular, so we could do music, football, sports, video games, and it's great to have that freedom. We can write about anything we want. We can podcast, you know, within the realms of taste. Um, so we have to keep Liam in check quite a lot about <laughs> his raccoon special. It's not happening. Um, so yeah, um, quiz shows. Um, Godfather specials, <laughs> Loki, you know, we can do the Mandalorian, we can do Loki, we can do the Bad Batch, whatever we want. And I think it's great. I think, you know, it's great to have that sort of freedom. And, uh, you know, it's been with the website, which um, I, because I, we were in lockdown and of the day, I thought, you know, going to WordPress, I thought, perhaps I can create something similar to what we had at Rope Break. And, um, excuse me, which is um, easy enough. Even I, at my old age, could work out how to post stuff on. So I set all that up so we could move away from the WordPress and have our own. Uh, was it WordPress? It was, we were posting on something anyway. No, we're on WordPress now. I think it was Medium. Yeah, Medium. That was it. That was yeah. it. Which I hadn't heard about since, like, I hadn't heard about that before we did this. No, nor, nor me. But, you know, it was good for, for what it was, but I thought it'd be nice to have our own, our own specific platform. And um, so, yeah, we created the Rogue Opinions website, which anyone can post on if they want. But it does tend to be mostly me and Anthony. Anthony's a great writer. Uh, but Scott puts things up. You've got something coming my way soon, you said. And you're, what you've done so far has been really good. So I look forward to that. And uh, yeah, so you know, and, you can, and I'll never tell any, and I'll never tell anybody um, how to write. Just write, you know, write structure stuff how you want. You know, mm-hmm. everyone should be able to. You know, there's no there's no rules. Not in my book, anyway. It's uh, all about expressing yourself and writing what you're thinking and feeling. Yeah, yeah, because. Yeah. The one I'm sending you around for today is quite a long one already uh, because I think I've got quite a lot of strong opinions about it and I, I, I joked on the money of the bank pod that I've got that and a couple of ideas I've got. I said to Sam that I would do his, his Steve Lackman article that I'm forced to do but I'm trying to get some stuff I enjoy writing about out of the way just so like, if I keep, if I keep getting them out then I'll have an interest to keep writing which hopefully means I'll be able to fire through the Steve Lackman article in no time. <laughs> the most charismatic man of all time. If you believe Sam, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it is called rogue opinions for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Some opinions are more rogue than others. <laughs> but 
Well, listen, no, I don't think it's a real good thing to see what I did there. Is how much I've enjoyed uh, having this conversation with you, Carl. Uh, I knew, obviously, I think I feel like I had to start with Nathan for the first episode uh, because, you know, he and I have this uh, relationship, which is definitely real, kind of, uh, that we don't like each other. But I, I figured, <laughs> like, if I was saying when I had to get you on, because I, I generally do, like, I really enjoyed your stuff over you know, a week with TakeOver and everything, even though I know that you said you weren't really following as much anymore but and also since we did the regular like mandalorian podcast and everything now pod he's in kind of the lack of restrictions i think that offers us to talk about what we want to talk about i, I really enjoy kind of kind of little duo we've got going yeah i was quite surprised apart from um a couple of films and series how close we were with our Star Wars list, to be honest. Yeah. There was only, like, between most of it, maybe two or three places, which where they were placed was, was almost irrelevant. And the, the top ones were a bit different. But other than that, I mean, we both had Solo at the bottom, didn't we, for <laughs> for a start? So, yeah, I mean, I, I thought it'd be much more different than it was, mm-hmm. to be fair. Yeah, but I think I think the solo one shows we both have common sense. We have at least that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I do believe yeah, it's when we get to about five onwards that it really starts to really vary. Like there's a bit of a, an F up on my part, like audio wise, but I left it in partly because you had a good comment about uh, what was the consequences of me putting uh, of not putting Empire at number one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He did, he, he did get that one wrong, but you know, <laughs> those are my opinions. And uh, we know what the title of the show is called, but uh, <laughs> the title of the podcast is called. But uh, I've, I've enjoyed having you on. Uh, I didn't know all about lots of some of the stuff about you did. You're involved with rope breaker things like that, so it's been good to get to hear some of that stuff and everything. So I've enjoyed doing this uh, podcast with you. Uh, how, how have you felt about your thing? I didn't uh, wasn't too much of a grilling uh, with my questions. No, no, I, I think they were just about about right. I've really enjoyed it. I've enjoyed answering your questions and hopefully giving listeners uh, a bit of insight about myself and how rogue opinions came to be. Mm-hmm. You're learning more and more about our, our origins uh, with every passing episode. Uh, that is, if you're one of the people that cares about it, <laughs> uh, unless, unless you're one of the ones that tunes in, just, just tell me how shit or how much you hated Money in the Bank, or tell me about the Star Wars one, why it's better than this one. <laughs> and Nathan's a fraud, damn it! It was all me! <laughs> I don't know where that, don't know where that came from. <laughs> yeah. Well, excuse that out first. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we've already referenced enough that we are involved in Girl Here at Rogue Opinions, but uh, actually, I'll ask you before you plug it. I'll ask you kind of in the form of question slash. You know, you can plug it. Uh, how did Rogue Chronicles kind of come to be? Oh right, but basically, um, we were doing the pods with uh, Liam and Reese. Uh, I think Liam and Reese had a few ideas of stuff they were going to do together. I don't know if they quite came to fruition. Um, but Liam was at a loose end messaging me. I was a bit at a loose end because we're both um, off work with the pandemic. So I was like, you're bored, aren't you? And he's like, yeah. I was like, yeah, me too. <laughs> so we decided to resurrect the Doctor Who part at first, but um, I don't think our chemistry was quite there yet. And it, it 
turned into a bit of a, a cluster, if I'm completely honest. So we put that to bed for a while and then had another idea about perhaps talking about Doctor Who villains. And Liam said, well, why don't we expand on that and just do you know, villains in general? And uh, so, so yeah, we, we started doing that just to kill a little bit of time. We, we, we recorded about... 10 episodes before the pandemic uh, until, well, not the pandemic ended, but until lockdown ended and we're back at work, just so in case we weren't able to record so frequently we had a bit of a, a backlog uh, to delve into and yeah, we get, we've been getting through that lately as well mm. and then obviously Nathan joined us for a Hannibal episode Even you've joined us for a Thanos episode which I think we'll be able to release in a few weeks' time, I think there's one more to come before we get to that one in order. Well, I look forward to that. And honestly, you guys can check that out uh, here on the Rogue Pains Care back catalog on all good Android podcasts and sites like Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, all those other ones. But yeah, because I, I, I feel it was one worth mentioning because I was really interested in the concept and still not at all better. But the name Rogue Chronicles not <laughs> not thinking of it for this show. But you know, I'm, I'm happy with, with what I've got right now. But I, I, like I said, I mentioned to you before, like I genuinely do enjoy kind of the, the episodes you've done, and it makes sense that you guys started off talking about like wanting to be kind of a Doctor Who focus one because you do seem to have every so often like a Doctor Who kind of focus one. Like the first episode, I believe, was a Doctor Who focus kind of one. But at least you're you know, it's not fully doing Doctor Who. You, can, you still get to talk about kind of one of your like interests. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we've done such villains like Darth Vader and Hannibal, as I said, Dracula, uh, the Master, the um, who's another Doctor Who villain. So yeah, it's been it's been quite cool, and uh, it's really good that we've at least got one fan in, in you, Scott. Even <laughs> if no one else listens, it makes it worthwhile. Well, I don't, I don't listen as a. Uh... Not as into Doctor Who, but you know some of the other villains. There you go. So you got a fan in me sometimes. <laughs> That's the best you can hope for as a fledgling podcast. But I hope you enjoy the show. Eh? But so you got uh, oh God, do I talk about people with some of the episodes so far that they've they have to enjoy? Yeah. So um, you got. Um... What, what, what am I doing? Rogue Chronicles now at the moment. Yeah. Uh, the tennis one with Nathan not too long ago, if that's still relevant, you can check that out, a little recap from Wimbledon. Uh, me and Scott will be doing Loki at some point. Really looking forward to doing that because I haven't, I've res, 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 oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, yeah, I'm sort of restrained from watching it because um, I'm going to watch each episode before I part for the so each episode, when I'm partying I've watched that episode for the first time I haven't been able to avoid every spoiler but I haven't seen a great deal about it so uh, I just wanted to come from every when we've done Mandalorian we've already mm-hmm. we've done it as you said before quite a good six months or so even a year or so after it's aired, so we're watching it like for the second or third time in some aspects. So I'm hoping it'll give me a bit of a, a sort of fresh outlook on the program, just being able to pod what I've seen for the very first time and maybe a bit more shock and awe to mm-hmm. certain events. Yeah, definitely. And 
I think we'll put more of a spoiler kind of warning because we kind of, we're kind of very relaxed on the Amanda plug. Like, oh, you've probably seen this by now, but like, if you're going, yeah. if you want, if you want to tune into the next six episodes of Bonnie and Easy, then be fully warned. We're going to heavy spoiler territory here. Yeah, well, I won't be able to do that as much with the Loki one because I, I would have only have watched that episode that I'm talking about now, so I won't be able to say all. This person comes in this episode, or this happens in that episode. You might be able to, but yeah. I, I, I won't know what's to come yet. I mean, it'll be good to be like for us to keep it structured to one episode because we thought we we were talking about all sorts when it came to like Mando. Yeah, like, yeah. But, like, we were, co- we were calling him Grogu in season one. <laughs> <laughs> we we spent more time in the Ahsoka episode talking about how good Ahsoka was in the Clone Wars cartoon than the actual episode itself. Because other than Ahsoka being introduced in the review of Grogu's name, really it was a very simple plot to talk about. So it was very hard to find stuff to delve mm. further into. Yeah, we still rated that episode really high. <laughs> yeah, well, it was a good episode. It was hard to. Really complain about it, but so yeah, we got uh, Carl's got World Chronicles, and uh, we've got Podding Easy with the uh, Loki, or going to be over the next six weeks or so. Uh, I think about the time, surely before we finish it, you know, Marvel's already tuned out the next year. I think we've got a uh, like it's uh, what if that's happening like some point mid August, but uh, you can also check out shows like Rogue Retro Smack interview here on the Rogue Opinions. Uh, podcast and feed, you can follow us at Rogan Fiends at Rogan Square Fiends on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Kayfabe Court is back and I preside as the judge over a case of whose hand was that under the ring at risk at Hell in a Cell 2020 as, as Carl presents what is certainly a case uh, against against Nathan who has a degree in bullshittery. He, he really does. Um, I'm not convinced Kayfabe Force Court is one of my strong suits, really, to be honest. But nobody seems to, nobody else seems to want to join in. And Jimmy's always busy these days. So uh, I try my hand, see what I did there at it. But uh, yeah, I don't always do too terrific, unfortunately. But I think I got robbed this time round. Despite our fledging friendship, his. The Honourable Scott McLeod did me over, I think. So not, not to give anything away for those who haven't uh, seen it and my, my integrity <laughs> being called into question here. But, uh, <laughs> also, you can check out me and Sam on either the Rogue Smackdown Review or almost recently our, uh, our Money in the Bank 2021 review that went up recently. So it's quite interesting. Like Nathan pointed out, we've got a, weird, good, a good consistency, weirdly, with the, the Money in the Bank reviews because one of our first ones was a Money in the Bank review and we've actually reviewed that every year since. Uh, I believe it was between you, me, and Nathan recording a review in 2020 that midway through it we realised, huh, the 2019 review one's fucking buggered off. <laughs> yeah, we lost a bit of content for some reason. It got taken down. Uh, but yeah, also make sure to check out Raccoons on Tour and Bantam Munich whenever those pods uh, come around. Um, sometimes it, I'm on them. Sometimes it's just recent Liam. But you know, if you're up for a laugh, they're always worth a, worth a listen. Um, and if anybody's interested um, in joining us at all with some fresh ideas and maybe certainly some fresh ideas of helping us expand our listenership and our presence on social media. We're 
more than willing to listen to ideas and welcome potentially welcome people to the team. So, you know, get in touch on our Twitter, which Scott has just mentioned, but I'll mention it again, Ro, um, underscore opinion. Um, to hit our DMs or comment on a post and, uh, you know, maybe we can work together. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to hope to not to keep the numbers still relatively low, but while welcoming... Yeah, yeah, so we're not going to take it on just, just like anybody out there. We don't want to get to, to rope break numbers. Because I remember you said about how small it was to start, and then I remember how it was when I joined, and like there's far too many people here. So, you know, yeah, yeah, we're going to, you know, manage. We'll have to, we'd have to manage numbers and uh, obviously pick the cream of the crop. <laughs> and if it gets to, we realize we have to start cutting people. Well, there's going to be a, a sad phone call to Liam, unfortunately. <laughs> I was about to say that. Yeah. So, so, sorry, Liam, the budget cuts, but uh, please do not do any podcasts for the next 90 days. <laughs> yeah. We wish you all the best in your future endeavours. You'll probably sign for those undisputed era podcasters, won't you? That sniveling little creep. <laughs> Who knows? Or or it could show up on an AEW elevation because everyone seems to. But you know, <laughs> you can also check out uh, our tournaments are back. We've got a, a very interesting tournament. You might want to check out uh, some friendships for very much risk uh, as me, Nathan, and uh, twenty twenty our second anniversary guest of the year, Erica Lee, uh, host a tournament to decide what is the greatest candy of all time. And that's just the first tournament we've got planned. We've got another tournament uh, to come soon. Uh, me and Nathan had another special guest, but I'm going to keep that to myself for now. But the Hercule tournament should be up now, so go check that out if you haven't already. And, yeah, we've got so much going content-wise. We're really getting back into the swing things there. Uh, we've got four new ideas. Uh, so hopefully going to keep that content churning out for you in the, the coming weeks. Maybe with some new people. Who knows? Yeah, Nathan sent me a message about the candy tournament and he said, yes, I literally argued with somebody who could literally kill me. (laughs) (laughs) This is is one of those times that Nathan is is very happy for Skype and not having to be in the same room with the person he's arguing with. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, she could have killed him. And me, probably. But oh yeah, as long as we have the Fraser connection, she won't harm me. Uh, <laughs> at least I'll tell myself that. But <laughs> I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about uh, anymore, ladies and gentlemen. So I thank you once again to Carl for joining me here. Here's my question to you: Have we ever known what we're talking about? <laughs> Probably not. Goodbye, everyone. Because, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, podding ain't easy. Damn right. <laughs>